What do you do when you are ready to restart, reboot, reset, or even reinvent your life, but you feel mentally stuck? Well, I'm gonna give you three mistakes to avoid when you are in the process of reinventing your life. I'm Rachel, I'm the creator of the Heal, Grow, Reset movement. I empower women to restart, reboot, and reset their lives because living in abundance is our birthright. To go after your birthright and take back what you've lost, go to womanreset.com forward slash reboot and take the restart, reboot, reset workshop today. So there are some days that you are filled with faith and other days that you are filled with doubt. The question is, does that make you a non-believer? If you are struggling with your faith and struggling with your doubts, and you feel as though you need a hard mental reset, it does not make you a non-believer. In fact, it makes you human. We all go through things from time to time in which we need a hard reset. For me, it wasn't that long ago. You see, about a few weeks ago, I, for two days, felt the worst that I have ever felt in all of my life. I mean, even down to 2011, getting evicted from my apartment, having my car repossessed, I had become a single mother and I was about a few weeks short of giving birth. And so even in that moment, I didn't feel like I felt two weeks ago. And so I needed a hard mental reset. You may feel as though you need a hard mental reset, but when you are going through that mental reset and reinventing your life, listen, there are three mistakes that you should avoid when going on this journey. Let's talk about it. So mistake number one that we make as women is continuing to remain unhealed. See, one of the things we do is we are strong women. We have that strong black woman narrative. And so what tends to happen is we think that we don't need any help. We, you know, we don't take help if someone offers it to us and we just keep moving. And what that actually means is we are just surviving instead of thriving. And so when you remain unhealed, you now have something that is affecting not only your life, but it affects your family, it affects your money, it affects your business, it affects how you show up on your job, it affects how you show up in the world, it affects your body because your body hangs on to that anxiety and that stress and the depression and the anger and the fear, your body feels that as well. And so holistically, it's like you need to heal all the way around your mind, your body, and your spirit. When you remain unhealed, you can't tap into the fullest potential of yourself. And let me tell you, I am a believer and I also believe in having some self-healing tools like journaling. That is one of my go-tos when I am in a mental slump, right? So when I know I need to pull not just on my faith, but also maybe on some self-healing tools, then that's what I do. I don't put myself in a bucket. See, something else we often do that is a mistake is as women, we live an either or life. It's like either you can have the children or you can have the husband. Either you can have the career or you can have the children. Either you can have journaling or yoga, or you can have faith. You can have prayer, you can have God. But my thing is, listen, you don't have to be an either 
or a human being. You can actually be a woman who is an and also. That means I'm going to pull on my guy and I'm gonna pull on therapy. So what's most important is that you heal. You can heal with Jesus and you can heal with journaling like I enjoy doing. I enjoy journaling. I enjoy getting out, sitting by the pool, going to other places and writing in my journal and making sure that I am leaning into the toolkits that I have. And so for you, what toolkits do you have to help you pull into those areas when you feel as though you need a hard mental reset? So mistake number two is living life complacent. See, one thing about life is that it's going to hit you left, right, forwards, backwards, side to side, and however else it can find its way to you. Unfortunately, many days we live complacent, flowing with the wind. So whichever way the wind blows, we go too, right? So what is complacency? That is actually a feeling of quiet pleasure or security, often while you're unaware of some potential danger, defect, or the like, right? So it's a quiet pleasure. It's a quiet pleasure, though you're going through some type of danger, some type of defect. But what's the scary word here? The scary word is unaware. So when living a complacent life, your emotional healing, it relies solely on whatever the world brings or doesn't bring. You lose out on the opportunity to say yes or no to that which doesn't serve you. So what I realized in those two days was that honestly, my business was stealing my joy. I always felt that those who quit their corporate jobs to work for themselves, I always felt like they had, they had it all, right? They had freedom to choose the when, where, what, how, and why of their life. And quite frankly, they do, right? But what I was doing wrong was allowing life to happen to me instead of taking the reins of life and telling it what I needed it to look like, be like, feel like, and how I wanted it to maneuver. So my business was overtaking my time. Therefore, what I prayed for in 2020, right, which was spending more time with my kids and husband and having more time for myself, God had it available to me, but I wasn't receiving it. Why is that? It's because societal norms. It's like I must be doing all the things all the time. So I believe our emotions speak to us and it is for us to listen. It is for us to hear it. So when you're going through those days where things just don't feel right, maybe you're having more migraines, maybe your heart is beating faster, maybe you feel like you have anxiety or stress or anger, that is your body actually speaking to you. Because your emotions and your thoughts, they do start in your head, but many times they show up in your body right so they tell us subconsciously when we're unhappy they tell you what you need and again it's for us to listen but it wasn't until the smoke signals appear that i realized that i was making mistake number three mistake number three that we often make is not resisting negative thoughts okay so i was leaving negative thoughts in my head without resisting their implantation and their growth so just like your body your body right you require nourishment to grow and your thoughts do too so when you nourish your negative thoughts with time they grow into a full bloom harvest of anxiety depression and other mental illnesses the blessing is that you have the opportunity to take your negative thoughts captive so in your human experience your emotions are the one thing that is guaranteed to have good days and not so good days 
you're guaranteed to live a life in which your emotions, they move, right? They're pliable, they're flexible, they change from day to day based on the experiences that you go through. That's your human experience. But you, I want you to realize that you can take those negative thoughts captive and say, I refuse to allow this to grow a harvest in my head. I refuse to allow fear, doubt, shame, anger, loneliness. I refuse to allow bitterness. I refuse to allow those things to sit in my head and for me to think on those things all day long. Because as the scripture says, what does it say? It says that to think on these things, things that are righteous, things that are joyous, things that are good, right? There are many things that the scripture says that you should be thinking about, but sometimes we don't do that. We harp on those negative emotions. But what I'm telling you is that mistake number three is not resisting those negative emotions. So how do you resist a negative emotion? By replacing it with a positive thought. Resist negative emotions by replacing it with a positive thought. So what can you do on those days that you feel mentally stuck? So I want you to take these tools and put them inside your mentally stuck, get unstuck toolbox, okay? Um, so number one, what you can do is journal. Journal your way through that mental stuckness, as I like to say, right? Being mentally stuck can be frustrating. It can feel like you're not moving forward. It can feel as though your life is stagnant. Um, you can have some frustration. You can feel like you just don't have answers. It can even feel like you don't have any prayers being answered. It's almost like, God, are you listening to me? Are you actually listening to anything that I'm saying? Because I'm praying, I'm meditating on the word, but I think that you still don't hear me so what can you do still continue to intersect your faith and your emotional healing like I said before you don't have to live an either or life you can live a life that is filled with and also right so what does that mean that means you can have faith and you can have Jesus that means you can have journaling and you can have Jesus you can have and also you can have all those things you can have Jesus and you can have therapy there are resources out there for you that God has put out here for you to be able to grab, right? Because God gave all of us, every single one of us here on this earth, he gave every single one of us different gifts. And some people's gifts, the gift that they have is necessary for you to take hold of it so that you can get mentally unstuck. So number two, engage in daily self-healing opportunities. So journaling is one of my favorite, right? So again, I like to journal. I like to just check in with myself at the beginning of the day and then do a hard decompress at the end of the day. So I like to add that into my mix. Anytime I feel like I am 40% leaning on my faith, but that other 60% really can't come through. So journaling is a good way to do that. And some people say, well, journaling, why should I journal if I have faith? Here's the thing. You can also journal your way through talking to God, right? Put your prayers down on paper. Put your frustrations down on paper. Put how you're feeling down on paper. And sometimes we try not to talk to God about how we really feel, but then we say, well, God knows my heart. Well, guess what? God also knows your thoughts. He knows what you're thinking, but it's about you expressing it out loud. And that was one of the ways that helped me for those two days. I was able to express my feelings out loud and talk to God about my frustrations and how I was feeling. And one of the things that I said to him is, God, I have never felt this depressed in all of my life. All the things that has ever happened to me, I have never felt this low. And I just gave it to him. And what I got back was reset. Reset. You have a whole formula, Rachel. 
And so it's time to reset. It's time to redo how you do business. It's time to reset what you think about your business, how you maneuver through your business. Because the great thing about being an entrepreneur is that I get to drive my business in such a way that fits my lifestyle. I don't have to move my lifestyle to fit my business. And so that's what working a nine to five did to me, right? It was like I had to change my lifestyle in order to fit into the careers that I had, right? But I had to realize that as a business owner, I could do it the other way around. And so for me, that was the solution that God gave me. So it was almost like immediately he was like, you can do this the way that you want to do it. Don't do it this way. This is a lesson that shows you that when you're trying to do all the things, it's just going to get you mentally stuck. It's going to make you feel like you're not moving even in your household. You're not being a good wife. You're not being a good parent. How can you start to move your business in such a way where it has to fit into your lifestyle? And so that was the solution I got. And so I was able to reset. So you can do journaling. You can do um, what I like to call daily forgiveness. Who is it that you need to forgive? There are people who treat us in certain types of ways. And one of the mistakes that we do is we attach it to our identity. You don't want to attach how someone else mishandled you and attach it to your identity. So it's good to have that daily decompression and that daily forgiveness. Having that also that daily gratitude. What were some of the prayers that got answered? We often overlook the prayers that get answered. We'll send up prayers, send up prayers. We do a bunch of talking. And then what do we do? We don't ever sit down to listen, to observe, to look around at our lives, to say, man, you know what? That prayer, I prayed it, you know, two weeks ago and it's being answered. I can see it moving in my life today. And so having that daily gratitude, it gives you that joy. It gives you that peace to know that things are working out in your favor. And then embrace a positive attitude towards change. Be open to change. When you are ready to get mentally unstuck, when you are ready to heal, when you are ready to grow, ready to reset, reboot, re-energize, reinvigorate, you have to be willing and ready to change. You go into the new life, not bringing old ways and old habits and old behaviors but you get ready to grab hold to the new behaviors the ones that's going to work in your favor the ones that's going to bring you peace and joy and love and happiness so be open to change embrace a positive attitude towards change and be ready to grow